0: Welcome to the podcast of Maranatha Ministries. I'm Rick Frank, Senior Pastor of Maranatha, and I pray you'll be blessed by today's message. You can access all of our church information by going to our website at www.mmchurch.com or on all social media by searching at MMChurch. And now be blessed by listening to today's message. I'm going to continue on with number three, Part three of What Would the Rocks Say? And uh, I took the, um, I t- what's the matter? The I, are still <laughs> a I, I, I what? The, the rocks are still, t- <laughs> the, are you calling me a blockhead? we started this not three weeks ago because we did have a couple of interruptions here and there but this is the third part i have teached i've been preaching on on what would the rock say and i took this story from luke chapter 19 where jesus was entering jerusalem the week before his crucifixion and everybody was praising him and the Uh, Pharisees told him to stop the crowd from making the noise. And Jesus said this in verse 40, I tell you that if these should keep silent, the very stones would immediately cry out. And so the premise of my sermons had been, what would those stones say? What would the rocks say if they were able to speak to us Uh, We know, of course, that we've gone through this and stone number one would have told us no matter how dry the desert place is where you are, there is refreshment available. We took that from the story where Moses struck the rock and water gushed forth, and then we finished that up by talking about the four rivers that flow out of the Garden of Eden. And uh, I'm not going to go over all of those. Those are in a previous message. You can listen to that online. I would encourage you to do so. I want to talk to you today about stone number two. What would the second rock say? And I believe it would say no matter how big your enemy is, there is victory. I said, no matter how big your enemy is, there is victory. And there are people in this auditorium, and there are people listening to me online right now that your enemy and the Forces of uh, opposition against you are bigger than you. They are more powerful than you. You don't have answers for it. You don't know how you're going to conquer it. When you look at it, you are overwhelmed. I'm here to tell you that there's a stone here that would rise up and say, you've got the victory, my friend. You've got it. Praise God. Let me, let me read you a story here from First Samuel chapter 17. We're familiar with this story. David was just a young lad at the time, and uh, he went out to check on his brothers who were at war with the Philistines. And when he got there, his heart sank to see the Philistines uh, uh, causing fear to ripple through the camp of God's people. We should be fearful of nothing. Can you say amen? Amen. But they were very fearful of their enemy. And how many times have we been fearful of the opposition that life throws at us many times? And when I'm talking about fear, I don't necessarily mean knees knocking. I'm talking about fear in the sense of I don't know how I'm going to get through this. I'm not sure there's an answer to this. Let me assure you, there is an answer. His name is Jesus, and the biggest mistake you will ever make is looking elsewhere. Praise God. And if your giant happens to be physical, I'm not saying don't go to the doctor, but my friend, listen to me. Trust in God. Then David, this is coming from 1 Samuel chapter 17, put his hand in his bag and took out a stone. Everyone say, a stone. How many stones is that? That's in the singular. He took a stone and slung it and struck the Philistine in his forehead so that the stone sank into his forehead and he fell on his face to the earth. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone and struck the Philistine and killed him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Therefore David ran and stood over the Philistine, took his sword, drew it out of its sheath and killed him and cut off his head with it. And when the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they fled and now the men of Israel and Judah arose and shouted and pursued the Philistines as far as the entrance of the valley and to, uh, and to the gates of Ekron and the wounded of the Philistines fell along the road to however you pronounce that city name even as far as Gath and Ekron. Shariam. That's what I was skipping over. Shariam. Listen to me for a moment. There is a giant over this city that is controlling this city and has got people all over this city who think they can trust in God but are actually hiding behind the rocks. And I'm here to tell you, somebody's gonna have to stand up and say, I will fight that giant. And I'm here to tell you, it's Maranatha Ministries. We are gonna rise up. I don't care what the rest of the churches in this city are doing and how they're hiding and now they're, they might be afraid of preaching the truth, but I'm here to tell you, Maranatha is gonna stand up and face the giants in this city. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Bob, the prayer warrior's brigade with prayer and fasting is the start of it because Jesus said there is a kind and it just might be this kind that does not come out but by prayer and fasting. Somebody's got to pray and somebody's got to fast. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now why did David, how many of you are familiar with the story of David and Goliath? All right. All right. How many of you know that David actually, before he went out to fight Goliath, went down to the stream, and the Bible tells us he picked up five smooth stones and put them in his sack and then went out to fight Goliath? How many of you think, or how many of you never even thought of this? Why did he feel like he needed five? I mean, seriously now, let's be honest. If he missed with the first one... (laughs) (laughs) would there be a chance for him to load a number two in there? I mean, we're not talking a hundred-yard shot like a shotgun or a 300-yard shot like a rifle. We're talking about being pretty close. And if he misses with one, do you think he's got time to pull out two, three, four, and five? I don't think so. So why would he have gathered five stones. You never thought about that, did you? I'm going to tell you why he gathered five stones. Here's why. According to the scriptures, if you study this entire story and those scriptures surrounding it, you will find that Goliath was not the only giant at the time. There were other giants who were also giants of war. And before I go any further, let me make sure you understand the battle strategy here and the battle rules. The rules laid down by the giant was, "If we kill you, you serve us. If you kill me, we serve you. Don't you ever trust the devil, He is a liar. He is the father of lies. Because, long story short, when David killed Goliath, they did not come and bow the knee to the Israelites. They ran. Hey, wait a second, guys, you're supposed to be surrendering. Oh, no, the devil's a liar. He's the father of lies, and there isn't anything he's telling you that is true. So, when you understand your adversary, the devil, is speaking things to you, don't you believe it. No matter what the odds look like, you trust in God. And I don't care what promises he's making to you, don't you trust him. He is a liar. David picked up five stones. Now according to the scriptures, if you read through the stories and find out what's going on here, the giant Goliath was not the only giant alive at the time that was a, that was a warrior. You may not have realized that, but if you do some underneath studying, you will find that Goliath had three sons who were giants and who were men of war. Goliath also had a brother who was a giant and was a man of war. If I add Goliath, a brother, and three sons, I'm going to need five stones. Because I'm not just taking down Goliath, because when the brother comes, he's going down too. And when the sun's come, they're going down too. I'm here to tell you, there's victory. But let me tell you this, you won't, he had five stones but he only needed one because when the devil really gets defeated by people who are on their knees praying and fasting, he runs for the hills. There weren't four others to kill, they ran with the rest of them. What would the Rocks say? The Rocks would say, Do not be afraid of the mountains of opposition that come against you. Stand up, be strong, be faithful, and press on. God is on your side. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, God is good, isn't he? And when that devil starts running, my friend, don't sit down and say, look at him, run like a coward, run after him. You keep praying. You keep fasting. You make sure those other four are still on the run. Let me tell you one more thing, Stone Two would number two, number two would tell us. It would tell us no matter how bad the storm is in your life, stay strong. One of the things that breaks my heart as a pastor the most probably more than anything else I ever deal with in dealing with people, is to watch people face adversity. And I want to, I don't mean to be a prophet of doom or a discouraging preacher, but I can promise every single one of you that you have, possibly are, and definitely will face adversity. That's life, my friend. That's life. I've said this many times during my sermons. I'm sure you've heard me preach it. I'm going to have to say it one more time because I will say it many times because this is how it is. Yesterday was a rainy day. Today is a cloudy day. How many of you love sunny days? We all love a nice sunny day when the sun is shining and the air is bright and it's about 70 degrees, not too much hotter. How many of you noticed yesterday it rained all day? How many of you was that a pain in the neck for? Because you had to run to your car to get in it, unless you have an enclosed garage, and I don't want to talk to you about that. An attached garage. How many of you looked outside yesterday and saw the clouds and the rain and thought to yourself, it is never, ever going to be sunny again? Do you think like that? Oh no, I have seen the sun for the last time. I wish I had taken a picture of it. And yet when the storms come into our lives, we think we are done. We don't know how we're going to get through it, and we think the sun is never going to shine again. I'm here to tell you something, my friend. The rain falls on the just and on the unjust, and just because the rain is falling in your life today, lift up your hands. It's not going to rain every day. God will make a way if you stay on his path. I think the problem with some of us is we're watching the clouds and we're following them. Look for the rainbow. rainbow. Go after that because that's where the sun's shining. We're just walking under the clouds. We're just looking for the, we're just, everything is cloudy. Wait, the clouds over there? Let me get under that. Come on, my friend. You've got a God that's on the throne. You've got Jesus who died for your sins. You got a church that you can find him in. It may not meet every one of your physical needs, but I'll tell you what, I know a God that can, and if he doesn't, you didn't need it anyway. I'll tell you what, I'm just preaching today. I have been through some difficulties that I would to God. Somebody would have just walked up to me, handed me the answer, and they didn't. Oh, but the knowledge I gained having been forced to go through it. Praise God. Therefore, Jesus said in Matthew 7, "Whoever hears these sayings of mine, Now there's a catch. Because the next words out of his mouth is and does them. I wonder what would happen. <clears throat> <laughs> I probably won't do this, but I will want to. The next time somebody comes to me telling me about their life and how hard it is and how difficult it is, I wonder what would happen if I said or asked the question, are you doing his sayings? <laughs> are you doing his his sayings Someone came up to me today They've had a rough time Very difficult period of uh, uh, struggle in their life And they grabbed me and they said But I'm in church today That's doing his sayings And I just got to tell you this I'm sorry, I don't, be, I don't mean to get off my notes But just because you're doing his sayings Doesn't mean everything just starts working out You got to keep doing his sayings the clouds not going away then pray a little longer nothing's changing it then fast one more day fast every week pray every day go to church I don't feel like going to church who asked you <laughs> did Je- Oh, I I gotta stop did Jesus wake you up this morning and say hey do you feel like going to church today because <laughs> if you don't I understand I know what it's like to not want to do something and then have to do it anyway like Calvary. Mm. I know what it's all about, being asked to do something that you don't want to do and having to do it anyway. That's why I prayed, Lord, if it's your will, let it pass from me. But if it's not, give me the strength to do it. Lord, if it's your will for me to go to church this morning, give me the strength to do it. Lord, if it's your will to serve you on Monday morning, give me the strength to do it. Lord, if there's any way that this could pass from me, let it be, but nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. what one of the stones would say. Jesus said, Whoever hears these sayings of mine and then does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house upon a rock and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and it beat upon that house, but it did not fall for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rains descended and the floods came and the winds blew and it beat upon the house and it fell and great was the fall of it I want to notice I want you to notice two similarities here the same thing happened to both people the rains came where am I here the rain descended the floods came the winds blew if you're looking for Jesus to stop the rain you're looking for the wrong Jesus If you're looking for Jesus to stop the wind, you're looking for the wrong Jesus. If you're looking for Jesus to stop the floods, you're looking for the wrong Jesus. My friend, Jesus doesn't stop your problems. He gives you the strength to conquer your problems. Praise God. How many parents we got in this house? Number of parents with little kids, huh? You do everything for your kid? We'd expect them to do some things on their own. Of course you expect them to do some things on their own. Why? You could do it for them, but what good would that do? If Jesus did everything for us, we'd be a bunch of babies. Oh, I got a feeling somebody needs to hear a preacher stand up and look at him and say, You big baby, grow up. I don't care what you've been through. Get on your knees and pray. I don't care how hard life is. Get yourself to the house of God and thank him for Calvary. I got a feeling the stones, I'm going to wrap it up with this. I got a feeling the stones would say, no matter what, no matter how hard, no matter how big the giant, no matter how many giants there are, there's a God in heaven who can pull those giants down and put their sword into your hand. Do you know every victory empowers you for the next one? David picked up, he walked over to that giant. Oh, he had a sling and a stone, but when he was done, he now had a sling. Four snows and a sword. <laughs> He still had his sling. He still had his, his stones. But now he's got a sword. Every victory you make in the kingdom of God, put some other, something else in your arsenal. You will become stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger until the devils of hell fear the mention of your name. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I close with this. If you don't believe me, you ask the Apostle Paul, ask the Apostle Paul, read his life story. Read about all the sufferings he went through because he wanted to serve God. Read about the stonings he received. Read about the stripes on his back. Read about the shipwrecks. Read about all of the problems Saul had simply because he wanted to serve God. And then read the story where some guys were trying to cast out a devil. And the devil said this, I know Jesus and I know Paul. I don't know you. I want to face every difficulty with the faith faith that David faced Goliath with. I want to look every giant in the face and say, you come to me with the things of this world and the things of this life. I come to you in the name of the Lord. I come to you in Jesus' name. Because I want the devils of Schenectady to one day say, Jesus I know, and Bishop Frank I know, and Maranatha I know. Why? Because we have fought the fight, we have kept the faith, we would not back down, and we pulled down our giants. Let's stand together. Thank you for listening to the Maranatha Ministries podcast. If this message touched you, please make sure to subscribe for more sermons from Pastor Frank and the ministry team here at Maranatha, as well as follow us on our social media platforms. We are located in Schenectady, New York, and if you are in the area, we invite you to join us during our weekly Sunday service starting at 10.30 a.m. We look forward to you joining us again next week for another anointed message. Thank you, and God bless.